25 days of design chats in December. Let's go. December 19th, what you can do during a remodel for a more sustainable home. Okay, here's part two of how to make your mid-century home more sustainable. So yesterday we were talking about how the fact that your house exists has been in one place in a relatively inner ring neighborhood for 50, 60, 70 plus years. That makes it inherently relatively green. It has low embodied energies and all the materials that were used to create it. So the best thing you can do is keep it running as is as long as possible. Now, remodeling is not inherently a green activity. We're tearing out things that may or may not work and tossing them into landfills and then buying new things from other sources and reinstalling them in the house. But if done right, you can make an overall improvement in your house and you can make a minimal dent in the world's resources while pleasing yourself and making your home a more lovely place. After all, one of the most important jobs a building has to do in order to keep existing is to be worth it, is to be justified to the people that live in it, love it, use it. That's the best way to keep a building out of the landfill. So when you're thinking about how you can plan a remodel that'll have many green features, one of the best choices you can make is to make decisions that you know you can live with for a long time, to make decisions you love and that have the potential for longevity as many years, decades, lifetimes into the future as you can. As you go forward, you want to think about what the house is doing right now from a sustainability perspective and how you can improve on that. For example, one of the best ways to create a new sustainable home is to think about its passive solar potential. That is, how does it passively respond to the way the sun moves through the day? Does it catch daylight and reflect it around inside the building so you don't need to use a lot of artificial lights? Does it allow daylight to come into the house and warm it up during the winter, but naturally block it out during the summer? These are features that sustainable houses can be designed with, and yours may or may not have had any of that thought process included when it was built. If your house faces north, for example, because that's the direction of your access to the street, you may find that you have passive solar potential on the back of your house. Whereas if the street is uh, to your south, you may want to open up more view than you might personally be comfortable with, but try to think about ways to bring light into the house from the south to brighten and warm it during winter months. If, like me, you're oriented north-south with your long access, you might have a hard time getting sun into the house in the middle of the day, but have an opportunity to let it in in the westering sun in the afternoon. Thinking about how the sun is heating up your house or helping it stay warm um, as a bad thing and a good thing at different parts of the year. Thinking about your house, how it's helping itself stay cool. If your house is surrounded, this isn't architecture, but good planning, by deciduous trees, they may shade it in the summer and allow the sun to warm it up in the winter. You want to think about how you can change that potential with any addition. So if you're pushing off in a new direction from the house, where's the sun going to be in coordination with that? Can you use your new addition to shade part of the house that exists to create a sunny, um, plant-friendly room where you can create warm, cozy winter heat? Or can you add in shading elements that are calculated to keep the sun out during the hot parts of the summer? Trying to find ways to keep the house feeling warm cozy so that you can experience thermal happiness without pumping in extra forced heat are great. So in the floor of any new added space, you might want to think about radiant heat, one of the most comfortable and energy efficient ways to heat. You might want to think about how you get hot water into your house. Instead of using an ever bigger 
boiler that just keeps a giant quantity of water hot and ready to go. You can think about an on-demand water heater that allows you to use just enough energy to create just enough hot water when you need it and doesn't keep hot water standing around. We talked in the previous video about making switches like energy efficient bulbs and adding insulation into the attic and base rim base of your house, rim joist of your house. Ugh. Chat, chat, chat. Um, but another thing you can start to do is think about the broader insulation potential of your house. If you're replacing the siding, that's a wonderful opportunity to both blow insulation into the cavities of your walls, where the two by four studs are, or to add extra layers of rigid insulation to the outside of the house, building up its R value or its thermal layering between inside and out. You can also think about cutting in new windows, energy efficient windows if you can manage, but that will allow you to, again, bring daylight into the house, giving you the opportunity to turn off lights and to bring in, I hope, warmth and heat at certain types of the year and to block it out at others. You can also make choices as you go through your remodeling process of product selection, trying to choose things that are manufactured locally, choose things that are certified with a various green labeling, Energy Star appliances, LEED certified objects, UL certified uh, also appliances. What is it um, for timber? You want FSC certified wood products. So trying to find out the origins, the provenance of the materials you're getting and have them shipped as slowly and as shortly as possible to get to your house to become part of it will lower the overall embodied energy of your house going forward. And then finally, remembering that small is beautiful. The less you can do to your house, not do less to have less, but the more precisely you can modify your house, the more you can tweak it to be just the thing you want and not extra, the more you can have a house that will last sustainably and please you and future homeowners for generations to come. So if you have questions about planning a green remodel for your house, I would love to chat about it with you. Put your questions in the comments and we can get a conversation started. I have a feeling this is gonna be the subject of more videos to come. So hooray for everyone who wants to live in a sustainable mid-century house. You're already on the right path by remodeling a house that exists instead of building new. So let's talk about how you can make your house as green as possible.